Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Why have we on the show? Yeah, that way we can do a podcast with him because he's, he's been part of that more than I have. So that way, oh, that way that would that would get you more. And what does he do? What's what, what's his? Uh... He runs the the live video for Wisdom LA. Have you heard of Wisdom LA? No. It's it's only been around for about a year or so at this point. It is a theme park in downtown LA. Wisdom. Wisdom? Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Uh, you, they're on like the D-O-M-E? Web. Yes. Oh, wow. That's so it's cool. a series of five dome-like structures, five dome tents. Uh, the largest one being, I think, about 100 meters uh, or 100 feet across. So this is a gigantic series of domes. They have an immersive art gallery in there. Whoa. I'll show you some clips from it that I took there. Uh, has this been around a while? Only about a year or so, just a little bit over, just a little bit over a year. This sounds fascinating. They have a virtual reality section. Ooh. They have artwork that's uh, lenticular, you know, kind of like that holographic uh, lenticular artwork. They have projections that project onto a very specific shape. And as you look at it, it you notice that the, the, the image keeps more the face that it's the the formed face that it's projecting onto keeps morphing and you notice oh it's a projection it's not a static static device Uh, they have also pieces of artwork where you download an app and you put it in front of the artwork and you see the images on the artwork moving I love it so it's it becomes animated on your phone I love it that is so cool what a great idea and so I help out a friend I don't I do not work for the venue themselves I, I work you know to help out my friend uh, do his thing and he he has a series of five or well, actually six cameras now all pointed at the stage performers in the largest dome there at wisdom and he and and about a team of about 10 people kind of run this whole thing and so he will take they will take different camera angles and pick and choose what the best thing is what the best image imagery would be and they mix that with their own computer-generated imagery and project that. So you can imagine, like, you've been to an IMAX theater oh, right, performance. Right. So imagine the entire top of the dome is a video screen. Incredible. So you're, you're immersed. Incredible. Within, within the screen, like, everywhere you look up, the, entire, the entirety wow. of, the, of, the, of the ceiling, and it's a dome-shaped ceiling, so the entirety of it is a projection screen. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like such a fun place to work. Yeah, it's its own little theme park. I mean, it's not anywhere near the size of, of the, the large ones out here, but it is a theme park. That's amazing. And where, where, where is it? It's in downtown LA. It's in the Artist District. I gotta take you up there sometime. Check, how, out, check out the artwork. Like, if, how, how much space would it take up? Like this lot right here, would you say? smaller it was I'm trying to get be, a visual it, here in my brain it'd be it be it wouldn't be as long as this lot here but it'd be and it might be a little bit shorter in but maybe okay so let's say from here to uh, probably about like between like those two banners oh okay actually oh, maybe, yeah, cool. maybe, or maybe even to the second banner um, roughly 
And it's how many domes? Five domes. Oh my gosh. So each one is kind of its own little world. Oh yes. Oh my god. Wow. How do they get performers out there? They've had some performers they have are they've been um oh, I forget his last name, Randy from uh he's uh He's the person that performs as Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. And he's, uh, I, f- I forget his last name, but it's Randy something. Right so there. he's so played there. He's the Jimi Hendrix guy? Yeah, yeah, the guy that performs as Jimi Hendrix. Awesome. He's played there. Um, they've had uh, Bootsy Collins. Wow. Bootsy Collins, which was probably the largest show they had. Like, that place was completely packed the whole, the entire night. Oh, my gosh. That was probably like, one of the cooler shows happening there. Um, they've had uh, members of the Grateful Dead uh, performing uh, Infrared Roses, their, their early 90s album. Wow. In, the, in its entirety. So you get, and, and that was, that show was one of the better ones too. And the one they just had this past weekend was um, some, it's some, some uh, producers, produ- producer DJs that do these shows out in the desert um, during, the, during the full moons. Cool. Yeah. And they, so then the way you get to these is that you get the coordinates, right? There's no, because there's no really? address because it's way out in the desert. There's oh no, my there's God. no. So you get the longitude yeah. and latitude and you just gotta. Yeah. And you can just, get, you just out drive out in the desert and you're driving for a while and yeah. until you start coming up upon the lights. It's incredible. But, uh, what yeah, a cool de- way to do it. Desert dwellers. How long, those, how those often guys does that and they do, um, they do that every, every full moon. Every full moon, the desert dwellers are out there. That's incredible. Desert Dwellers. That sounds like a cool name for a movie. <laughs> Desert Dwellers. I mean, heck, there could be an entire documentary about that. Or even a movie that takes place in one of those places. Kars Kova was, was the other performer. He does like, like this world electronic music. Oh. Uh, and he has segments where he plays the tablas. Oh, that's cool. So how do you think you go about playing there? How would you go about playing there? I mean, you know the projectionist rent, guy, right? You'd have to rent it out. Um, well, you a, have to rent it. You can't, you like, they don't pay for you to play there or anything? That's, who knows? I mean, it really depends on on the performances they want to get. But there is, there is, uh, but they are open for, for bookings. They have it on their website. That's cool. That sounds like a cool place to work. Yeah. And that, that's going on all the time. The, the wisdom every weekend. Um, I think they do. They do have the art gallery open throughout the week. Oh, that's cool. So you can still run through the run through the park and go through all the exhibits. <laughs> that's great. Wow. This sounds like a revolutionary place. That's pretty neat, man. You'll love it. It's interesting because just the other day I was thinking to myself about, you know, we, we don't we don't really see just alternative theme parks out there really, you know, and, and so for something like this to exist is is really just cool. Just the other day, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two or three days ago, I was just podcasting this, going, you know what? We really haven't seen any. Oh, and I so I had this idea of how funny it would be is if like you know um, the towns where they you know they knock down buildings or they knock down houses or whatever. Just, just right there in that plot of land, you build a roller coaster, you know, or some like crazy outlandish just ride right there. 
We just charge admission. There's the roller coaster right there in the plot where, where a house used to be. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just random, you know, roller coasters throughout the town. And that got me thinking about theme parks and how, you know, I, I haven't seen any, you know, sort of alternative theme parks. Exiting the train. I don't know how this lady's gonna get downstairs with this thing. She's got a big old bag full of some clothes here. Yes, yes. So they have musicians there. Do they have like other kinds of performers and stuff too? Like like puppeteers or? Uh, uh, I, don't I know, think I think they clowns. Do. I, I think they might. Perhaps Sunday Meat Clown Industries will be will be invited to uh, to put on some shenanigans over there. Oh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. I haven't seen those guys in a while. I know. I'm working. Uh, I'm I'm putting some Meat Clown a little Meat Clown bit into a a new uh, uh, well. Experimental film that I'm that I'm making. Oh, okay. So it just pops up for a quick split second, and because uh, they are, after all, one of the many sponsors of Inspirato Projecto podcast. So I like to try to make sure that. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. They're sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you get a chance, look on YouTube under Meat Clown M E A T. Uh, they prefer that you spell them all with capital letters, M-E-A-T, clown. You'll see some interesting stuff on there. Um, Brian DeVille and I have uh, seen them at various artistic lo- locations. And uh, c- quite, they're, they're quite something else. They're, they're, they are something else. You got to check them out. Um, this concludes our roving interview. This idea just popped in my brain. A group of, maybe they're philosophers. Uh, they're called the questionnaires. <laughs> I love it. They are called the questionnaires. And they ask the most dynamic questions. And people are actually kind of afraid of them because... They, they ask questions that people should be asking themselves that they are afraid to hear the answers for. The difficult questions. Questions that people just are not looking at the reason why something sprouted up to what it is. Um, a lot of times we just hear, oh, that is, you know, that's just how it is. That is what it is. Well, something made it that way. It is what it is, yes. And it is what it is because of what is the is. The is is the process that led up to that point. The, um, like in Magnolia, for instance, there's a root behind all this stuff. There's just always a root behind this stuff. Like in Magno- the movie Magnolia, Tom Cruise plays a character who's... Uh, 
I don't know, would you call him a womanizer? I don't know if that's the right word, a womanizer. Teaches, you know, he teaches guys how to, how to get dates and how to read women and all that jazz. And you end up finding out in the movie. Uh, oh, and he claims, he claims that, um, what does he say? His character comes up with a completely different past, just a completely different, you know, history. And you come to find out that basically what made him was that growing up, his dad left the family and he had to take care of his dying mother. And uh, he had to take care of his dying mother. And so he always had this this father issue. And uh, it's just a way, in a sense, a coping mechanism that he developed through the years to try to you know, sort of wrap his brain around what happened um, without realizing it. Without realizing it, it kind of turned into a, a coping mechanism. So this stuff is just out there all over the place. We could say a person is bad, they're a bad guy because they did this, they did that. And yeah, you know, unfavorable actions we can definitely look at and label and go okay that's that's an unfavorable action that's that's harming someone's life or that's just you know uh being that you know that's just rude behavior um but you see that there there is definitely a thing that leads up to that and when you get into the root of that when you when you when you force yourself and other people are forced to look at that thing. It's looking in the mirror. No matter how much plastic surgery you get, no matter, as they like to say, augmentations that you get, um, you could suddenly wake up one day and identify as a lizard. You know, you go into the tattoo shop and you have them tattoo scales all over you and then you get um, special teeth inserted in your mouth and then you get you know whatever maybe you take pills or something that makes your skin look more like a lizard and so you suddenly wake up you're like okay I'm good this is what I am now but that came about because of something what was that thing that led to that point. So you go down in there and you look down into the into the into the history, and you know a lot of times you find out that there's just bad news bears going on. There's just abuse. There's just you know uh, maybe they grew up in an opium den. Any number of things that sort of was the seed that grew this particular tree. So no matter what, that person still has to go around being with themselves, no matter how they look, no matter what they're choosing to identify with. It's, it's something that they're going to be carrying around with them. So the same thing for, you know, let's say business owners. You say so, so many years, I think I was talking about this before, that, that idea of, oh, it's just business. We always hear that phrase. Oh, it's just business. Oh, okay, well, how has that rude behavior, how has that 
you know, stepping on over people's backs and, and raising prices and keeping uh, wages low for your, for your workers. What, like, why, yeah, it's just business, but what are, what are the benefits for that? What are the mutual benefits of that for everybody? Oh, well, no, 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 not everybody benefits from it. Just I benefit from it. You know, no hard feelings, just business. It's just how we do things. Yeah, but why? Why did it turn out to be that way? It, it can't just be, you know, like, why? Why the decision to be unethical or immoral or, you know, why choose that? And then you go down in there and you've realized, well, maybe this person, this business owner, they themselves were brought up in a, in a very um, stunted or oppressed sort of society. So now this is their way of overcompensating for that. Maybe they grew up, they grew up in a, in a um, third world country with a dirt floor. So now they come over here and they see that there's a better, better life. And next thing you know, they get a business. And they, you know, they got that silent vow in the back of their brains. Oh, I'll never let that happen again. I'll never let that happen again. So as a result of that, there's that mindset of being on the defense and, and actually doing that to others. It's like striking first. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let you get a chance to, to, to knock me down off pegs. I'm going to get you first. And then that's how you turn in, into the villain. That's how that happens. Once we, um, society, businesses, start moving more into a partnership type of mentality, um, we're going to see a lot, uh, lot happier people. Let's see what this guy's name is. His name... There's a guy. Hmm. Can't find his. Can't find him. He's a motivational speaker. And uh, he said that his business is based on partnership. If a secretary finds a way to save money on 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 staples. Or, um, you know, people get rewarded within the company because the money that's saved on those staples is that money that's, it's like with a partnership type of thing, everybody wins big with it. Everybody wins big with it. It's a beautiful thing. So anyway. Yeah, the questionnaires, the questionnaires, those would be the people who um, will go around and ask all of the, the very, you know, questions, let's say, of business owners, of, of, of protesters, of what have you. A lot of un, uninformed folks who are taking bits of information that they know about and expanding it big, 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 big. Acting like they know what they're talking about. But when you really get deep in there, you just find out they were just following a crowd. That's all it was. Just following a crowd. Questionnaires, folks. The questionnaires. (laughs) 
So I had this idea for, um, you know, the idea of having a kid when a couple is sitting there and they're going, honey, should we have a kid? Yeah, let's have a kid. And they're, they have no choice but to see what they see from the perspective that they're at because they don't know what it's like to wake up every, you know, how off, however often to, to get the kids or uh, <clears throat> change the diaper or all that stuff. All that stuff that encompasses it. So I almost feel like, like imagine a, a, a culture where it is mandatory for you, like maybe it's a license you get or something. You're, it's mandatory for you to take this, I don't know if you'd call it a class, I guess a class, maybe it would be a class, yeah, a class, yeah. Where you carry around, and I think they do this at some high schools, you carry around a bag of flour for an extended period of time, do all this stuff. I know they do this on a, on a certain extent with high schools. So now imagine um, there's this device that mocks the, it, maybe it's sort of like part digital, like Tamagotchi type thing and part uh, reality type thing. So it's almost like maybe it's like an app that's in the Alexa and, uh, or maybe it's its own thing where it cries on a, on a, on a schedule. It cries. Um, you have to do certain things like a dad would have to do. Well, okay, here we go. You, whoa. Okay. <clears throat> okay, we're making a smoothie here. This is going to be interesting. I threw some almonds in there, so we'll see what this sounds like once, uh, once it goes through. There's some, whoa, there we go. Uh, we have hit pay dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we have officially hit pay dirt. We are digging deeply into the core of Mars. And it, it appears we have hit pay dirt. There are billions and billions, billions of gold here. We have hit pay dirt. We have found Martian gold. That's what you call a magic bullet. I think so. I think it's a magic bullet. I'd like to call it a magic eight ball. However, that's something different. Look at that. So you have to go through this. Could be a class, but I'm thinking more of like just, I was just imagining first just sort of a device. And it's just, just it is just nagging you all the time. All the time. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was really, really scary. Oh, my God. That made my heart, like, just completely leap right there. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. That was terrifying. And the cicada, that was completely terrifying. Hmm. Hmm. Whoa. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So I had about six almonds. Roasted. Some water. I threw in mm, about five tablespoons of yogurt, maybe more. And a 
let's see, one of these cups equals... There's like one... There's like a cup in this in this thing. It's super mass gainer, it's called. High protein and carb. Try to put on weight for this movie, uh, uh, House in the Middle of Nowhere. Oh my gosh, these are good shakes. It's interesting because it is like thick. It's like eating a meal or drinking a meal, drinking a meal. A meal. That sounds like a, like a, some Czechoslovakian drinking a meal. Hello, I'm Emil. I'm drinking Emil. I'm the only one here who lives here, and I am always drinking. So they call me drinking a meal. Hello, I'm Emil. I'm drinking a meal. Well, Emil, would you like to grab a... Well, Emil, would you like to grab a drink? Oh, yes, of course I would. But first, I have to take a good slug here. Good, very good long slug from my... Uh, what is that, a hip flask? Yes, for my hip flask, of course. I'm trying to get this cap over. So yeah, the, the, this family, they get, uh, families, they gotta go through this, this whole system of crying at night, of uh, pampering a kid, you know, maybe there are sensors around in these, in these, um, you know, car seats, um, uh, tra training them to take along the the proper materials for 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 short you know things. I mean, really prepare these guys and have them live like that. I would say for three months, three months, <laughs> and and give them three months of of, of living like that. That's just a starting point. This is just a blueprint. And you give them this uh, opportunity to, 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 to test their wits. And then maybe there's like a clock or some kind of, there's like some kind of chart. There's something that talks to them. Either it could be through the computer, it could be through Alexa, it could be through the TV. I mean, this could be an all-encompassing experience. Mmm. Part of it's virtual reality, maybe. Um, maybe there's a train course on how to talk to kids. Like, imagine if we could just bypass the whole thing of talking cute to kids. I do too. I do it to animals. You get a hot, you get a little, little tiny voice for a tiny creature. And it makes sense. Mm. But yeah, imagine... You got this, you know, this thing you're carrying around with you, whether it's a bag of flour, that's the, that's the baby. Then, maybe, maybe you carry around or like actual looking baby, you know, the same weight. It's a Tamagotchi. You got to pretend like you're feeding this thing, but it's, it's, it's maybe it's an RFID chip. It's plugged into an app you got on your phone. Mmm. What if it's got a speaker in it? That's good. There it is. It's a baby. It's got a speaker in it. And, um, 
you've got to pamper this thing. You've got to take care of this thing. And so you see how you can, you know, and this thing, you'll take it on a plane. You have to take it on the plane. It's mandatory. So you're on the plane, this thing starts crying. Uh-oh. What are you going to do? Just you and the baby. Wife got up to go to the bathroom. Baby starts crying. Mm. Big trouble. How do you stop it? Ooh, maybe that's the thing too. It gets you, um, ooh, I see, yeah. So, uh, like, the glares, I can imagine some people probably get glares, glare, you know, other folks just glaring at them, like, ah, oh, dare you have your newborn adolescent crying, ah. Everybody clenches up inside. You know, that's an interesting thing. What is the root of that, by the way? We clench up inside and we hear kind of a loud noise. We hear something that's like, ah. Is it the idea that we're going to cause an alarm? Is it the idea that we're going to cause, um, um, it's going to, The idea that it's like, okay, so it's loud. So it's loud. And many of us who cringe at the sound of a baby crying are perfectly fine with blasting the music in our cars really loud. Right? We love it. We want everybody to hear our music. In fact, some of us sit on the subway and we have our Bluetooth speaker and before you know it, you're sitting on a subway and someone is blasting their boombox right there next to you. Blammo! I can't remember if I was podcasting with uh, with you guys or not, but um, there's a time where this guy was on there and he was just blasting, blasting this loud. It was like, let's do it. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for my man. It was like one of those kinds of things. Like Jack Black in High Fidelity with uh, Walking on Sunshine. Imagine that sequence. Well, this guy was really jamming into it, you know. It'd be like the equivalent of hearing, like, girls just want to have fun and some dude is just, you know, jamming away and he's got he's got a, a do-rag on his head and he's got cut-off sleeves and just like... You know, like a dude out of the uh, Warriors movie. Jeans and just like... There you go. Little creatures, little voices. Oh, listen. See? What'd you say? What'd you say? Little voices. 
Would it be strange if we heard a different voice come out of the cat? Would it be strange? If they like, you know, if they, if they meowed like that. Cats, cats, there are cats around. Hey, everybody, there are cats around. Listen to them purring, purring at night. No need to be scared, no need to have fright. These are cats just purring in the night. Yeah, 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 they're purring in the night. Purring in the night. Purring in the night. I hear some kittens purring in the night. They're in need of mittens, they're purring in the night. All right, it's out of sight. Then what's his name from uh, Good Times? Tiger White! He pops his head in at the end. Just at the end. After the credits, possibly. It's like the exclamation point. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, if you agree that, uh, uh, or disagree, or I don't know, just think about it. Let it marinate. Are there certain things, you being a parent, that, that uh, you wish someone would have told you when you're going into it? Maybe you thought, well, you know, I kind of, it would have come in handy if I knew ahead of time this kind of thing would happen. So imagine you wean yourself into the, into the real, actual aspect of it. You have already, in a sense prepared yourself to some extent for that stage um the communications that are necessary necessary communications hello there hello there I am the admiral I hello there I am the admiral of necessary communications hello there I am the admiral of necessary communications um, don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. I'm now, uh, dear Diane, I'm now looking at a book of stamps. Sesame Street. Whoa, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. They go all the way up the scale with the colors of the, these Muppets. Amazing, man. They do it, man. Uh, so we got Ernie, Bert, Cookie Monster. Rosita, Rosita, the Count, Oscar the Grouch, Abby, Kadabby, uh, who else is this? Henry, Monster, big blue guy, Julia, red-haired gal, so many I don't remember, Guy Smiley, there he is, Snuffleupagus, yeah, 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 Elmo, He's on the cusp. Uh, Telly. Telly. Can't remember. Grover. Yeah, Zoe. Uh, so it's really, really quite interesting to see that these are on books of stamps. How cool is that? For something to come from someone's imagination. It started as something they wrote down, they talked about, they dreamed about. Maybe while they were in math class, there's young, there's young Jim Henson in math class. And he's just scribbling away all these ideas for these creatures. 
Oh man alive. And then he creates then he creates the Muppets. How astounding is that? Now there's stamps. The family must be ecstatic. What other things can we You know, gosh, I could think of a whole bunch of different crazy you could get Jim Henson mugs. Jim Henson bobbleheads. Don't get me started. What about a Jim Henson action figure? And, uh... Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, I imagine, what if there's a mask of each of the characters that you could put onto his head? So, well, you know, there's one that's uh, Ernie. Next one, Bert. Bert. Hey, Bert. Kooky monster. Monster. Hello, kooky monster. So imagine those. The Count. Grover. Snuffle up against the grouch, Guy Smiley. Wow. How cool is that? Nothing really ever truly ends, huh? It just morphs into another interesting incarnation of it. Now that we're seeing more and more of these... Uh, TV shows, movies, media out there becoming less apologetic for um, flashbacks. You know, in other words, not really spelling them out for you. You're just, there it is. It's a flashback. We're not telling you it's a flashback. But you're looking at this. Alexa, next song. But you're looking at this thing and you're going, hmm, interesting. Interesting. That person's hair is shorter here, and yet that scene comes after this. I'm assuming it's the next day, but no, it's not the next day. It's a flashback. But nobody told you it was a flashback. But they relied on you and your brains to just be okay with not... They, they, they trusted you enough to be okay with not holding your hand and how to feel about something. They trusted you with that. How cool is that? What a nice thing. They're not walking you through it. They're not going, oh, you pitiful, poor little, let's walk you through everything. They're letting you, sure, they're telling you some stuff, but then they're letting you kind of put it together and like feel, you know, sort of queasy for a little bit. And then, guess what? Here it is. So. Just astounding. Just a start. What do you think of the dominoes, huh? It's 11.24 a.m. On my way up to, let's see, March 4th. On my way up to the train station, I'm going to substitute teach for my buddy Darren, my buddy from Columbia College fellow improv uh, actor he runs this after school program at some of these schools out here called Darren to Improv and he teaches the kids all about ensemble the importance of yes and all that, all that stuff ensemble work is the biggest you've heard me talk about it over and over it's, it's the biggest importance that's going to bond everything. It's going to bring everybody together. Anybody who learns the art of ensemble work 
in a group um, will notice quite a difference in their collaborating style and quite a difference uh, in the quality and amount of astounding ideas. It's, uh, it's, it's an imagination opener. It is a, just a very, very healthy skill. So we teach these kids this. And uh, every once in a while, I sub for him when he's not able to make it. Usually when he's off on a commercial or uh, show or something. Which I think is one of the coolest things. Knowing that these kids have a teacher who's actually out there in the world doing this stuff. That's that's a that's a big deal right there. There's a there's a um, difference between that kind of teaching and the kind of teaching where there's a professor standing at a little podium, you know, about a hundred feet away from the students, and he's down there at his little podium saying things out of a book. What's cool about this is that the students actually get a chance to see their teacher on television and in the movies. It's cool because then it, it, it makes that connection in their brain that, yeah, the stuff that you're learning in class right now is applicable. And your, your teacher is actually utilizing these techniques. I think it's pretty cool. In fact, I think it's really cool. Uh, we'll talk more later. Thanks for hanging out. So when did your uh, daughter record this these songs? It was um, dropped on uh, the end of July last year. How long has she been writing songs for? Well, she doesn't write. Oh. Well, yeah, she wrote that song, but she's not... She doesn't. She doesn't do a lot of songwriting. Oh. She just did that particular song. Oh, you know? so that's something new for her. Right. Oh, that's right. great. And then right. she already put it out on iTunes. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. Isn't that crazy in this day and age? I just love it. The fact that these kinds of things are available and and you know these opportunities are there for for the yes, artists yes. because they weren't there back and in, you know in the what? days. And she also put it on Spotify. Oh, that's great. And what's really nice is that. You know, I, I guess it's the uh, internet connection. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it or not. But anyway, because it's it's on my phone. What's what? Well, what's the name of her? It's what's her name? A thousand times. It's a thousand times. Zero zero X by Maya Smith. Maya Smith. M mm-hmm. A Y A. Yeah. That's a she that's was a beautiful on name. Ten of the Voice. Oh wow, that's so awesome. She, she made it through to the knockout. No way. She lost on the rock the wow. knockout. Wow, that but is yeah, exciting so she to hear. Is an inspiring uh, uh, artist, you know. So that is fantastic. Yeah. That is great. So I'm sure, you know, because you know the people who follow what's going on in, uh, on some of those shows, they yeah. are just they are rabid fans. You know, they 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 follow the careers of those people oh, even yeah, after they I they know. leave the station. So this could be something that's really cool for her to be yeah. able to go. Oh yeah, featured on the Voice, you know, and here's. Here's the new song. I mean, that is so cool. Is she uh, thinking of making a music video? Um, 
know she probably will eventually mm-hmm. but what she did do when she got ready to promote right before it dropped she uh had she had a photographer friend who came over and um did this photo because it's about somebody well i wish you could hear it and you would understand what i'm saying but she did the picture my my son was in it and her two sisters were in it also uh, and they did a photo, uh, and I guess that would be the album cover if she did a CD. You know what I mean? Oh, or that's great. That, song. that is fantastic. How cool is that? Because of your uh, inspiration and your encouragement, that's yeah. what happened for your daughter. Yeah. Wow. That is that is just so, and, and so she cool. She grew up with music. She and my son both, you know, because I, I, was, I was a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s, so all of that music that I played that I, you know, grew up on and was a teenager on and all that, they heard it as they were growing up. So they have a, a very good ear for, you know, they, they like that kind of music. And she likes a lot of different types of music, really. You know. Are you a musician too? No. I wish I was. And I wish she had, I wish I had um, encouraged her when oh, she yeah, was left younger this little street here to kind take, of sneak so. you know, music lessons, but she didn't. And so now she's regretting it. So she's already said once she started having her own family, she's going to have them to learn how to play one or two instruments, you know. Because you never know what you may want to do later on in life. And just having yeah. that, just like having a second language, you know what I mean? It's true. That's so, true. Yeah. That's true. And sometimes it's the, you know, you hear those stories where people are like, oh, I hated it there. I was forced to do pianos. So I would stay, keep me away from pianos. But then there are those people who did not grow up with that, and then they start investigating it later, and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is so, so cool. I wish I would have known this earlier. So it, it's crazy how how that works out, and I just love the fact that that muse just kind of went, you know, kind of kind of brought her yeah. to uh, being a part of this. Yeah, well, she, she loves music. She always has. Well, good luck to you guys. On your, hey, thank you uh, so much. To, uh, where you going? Oh, thank you so much. Alrighty. Yeah, and. Uh, you guys have a nice trip up to. Thank you, thank it's you. So Maybe welcome. someday we'll see you at a show. Alrighty. You gotta wear your dancing yeah, shoes, though. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I like that. Good, good. <laughs> I thought so. You had that vibe. All right, take care. Bye. It's great. What a great Uber driver. So that's cool. Her daughter was on The Voice. You never know who you're going to meet. You never, ever, never know. It is 12.48 a.m. The time is now... Uh Oh, sorry. It's, uh, what do you call it? The date is the 6th. March 6th. Already it's March we're here with Polly Shores. We just endured a, uh, how long was the trip? Nine hours, nine hour trip. Oh my God. Out here to Arizona, Tempe, we're in Tempe now. We're gonna be on the uh, TV tomorrow. What is it for? Good morning, Arizona, AM, AMAZ. AMAZ, in the morning. Like what, 7 AM? Call time, 6.30. Call time 6.30. So uh, we might be on TV by, you know, maybe, who knows? We have to be at the studio by 7, so we don't know how long it's going to take to set up all that razzmatazz. However, um, we're going to be on the TV, and then that night we're going to be playing at the Marquee Theater, which is crazy because I saw Mickey Dolan's play on that same stage. No way. And we're going to be playing on that same stage. 
And my friend Dory, when I was there with her, she goes, you know what, I think you guys should try to play here at the, at the marquee. I can totally imagine it. So is, here it uh, is. Is Dory going to be making an appearance? I don't think so. However, we're going to pl- be playing at the, at, the, at the Marquee Theater, Tempe, Arizona. The day after that, where are we going? Yuma? Yuma, Yuma, Arizona for the, uh, what's that? Is that the Midnight at the Oasis? Yes, Midnight at the Oasis. At the Oasis. <clears throat> so uh, that's quite exciting. And then, and, then the, and then, what, and then we're staying over, I assume, and then we're coming back the next morning? Sunday. Yeah, we go Sunday. back. The, the, the uh, land yacht cruises back to uh, sunny Simi Valley, California. How, how has your um, school, you know, throughout the course of this, throughout the evolution of this process, how has your school come to um, uh, assimilate to, to your, your work behavior here with Yachtly Crew? Um, well, February 10th, 2017... was almost three years ago. Wow. That was my first gig with Yachtly Crew. Oh my God. February 10th, 2017. Wow. Um, in August of 2017, I signed a contract with Grace Brethren School in Simi Valley. Little did I know that I would grow to love both jobs wholeheartedly. All I wanted to do was rock out on the saxophone. I knew I loved teaching, but then this job landed in my lap. I was like, why not? I got kids, I'll give it a shot. Three years later, it's like the best thing that ever happened to my family. With uh, the, your job with the, yeah, at the school? at the school, and the fact that Yadley Crew is flourishing, and um, Everything seems to be going hand in hand. How is everyone treating... The administration supportive. The parents are supportive. I think it's cool that their band teacher is uh, in uh, like a, a highly sought after, uh, highly re- relevant, like new trendsetter band. It's, it's, the, the parents are into it. The administration's into it. It brings good uh, publicity to the school, you know? And they're, they, so far, they've been very incredible with um, understanding my crazy schedule as of late. Seems like they show you a lot of support at these, you know, particularly the all-ages shows. Oh, yeah. I mean, they bring the family out. All the families come. The wife comes. The kid comes. It's... it's. How do they treat your son at school? I think that's such an interesting story. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. My son's in kindergarten, and my wife volunteers in the classroom once a week. And, um... And one Wednesday, I guess it was, maybe it was just a casual side comment, but she said, oh, you know, the, the parents are talking that uh, Maceo's, Maceo's dad is in uh, Yachtly Crew. <coughs> so, yeah, it's, it's out there. It's out there. People are, I don't think my son's getting preferential treatment, but of course the dad would like to think he, he is, right? I mean, so the parents are thinking, oh, my God, my, my son or daughter is going to school with, this, with the son of the guy who's in Yachtly Crew. Yeah, yeah. Like, for them to it's, – it's, it's a really interesting – you know, that your, your spirit is like – it's like hovering around Maceo. 
<laughs> the, the yacht rock spirit is hovering yeah. around him, and, uh, and I know he knows it too. It's so. It. Oh my gosh! He's a smart kid. Oh my gosh! Very, very, very smart. He is. Kid. He he is. Uh, but no, we had his teacher over to our house for dinner too, and she was uh, she was very in into the band. She might come out to a show. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, but she hears her all of all of the other parents talk. Ah. It's it you know it's interesting it's like sometimes it takes 3 times before someone finally breaks and goes okay let me test that out sometimes it's more sometimes it's 5 sometimes it's 10 or 20 who knows I'm going to talk to my robot for a second Siri set 5 minute timer But what's interesting is okay. that your timer is set for 5 minutes Oh that's good that's the robot that's says good. I like it So we we have AI working on our behalf here today ladies right. and gentlemen on this journey with uh, with our land yacht, our brand new... It's pretty comfortable. I mean, nine It is hours, like the 18 van. Yeah. It's very... Uh, what's the word? We survived nine hours. Yeah. There. I mean, we get along, so that's of course. I mean, we, it's the dynamic. You know, the band is yeah. just like... It's its own entity right now. Yeah. Like, everybody under, understands their roles. Everybody's like, okay, we're in this for the... This isn't going to be a vacation. This the is, dynamics this, are dynamic. From the beginning to the end, it's, it's a lot of sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and hard labor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of hard labor. That's why we're so happy to have our techs. I, oh li- I gosh, like the idea Arturo, of calling these dudes techs instead Ar- of roadies. Ar- yeah, you know, Arturo, tech, it's like, oh, we Arturo, got like Dusty, Chris. Oh, man, we got the best crew, Robin. Shout out to Willie. Shout mm-hmm. out to Eric. Shout out to um, whom I'm missing, everybody. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Eric, Will, Willie, Love, Robin. You know, folks, check out. So Robin is in uh, Twin Temple. You could go check out Twin Temple. They call it Satanic Duop. And then uh, Dusty is in Night Demon. Night Demon has been playing all over Europe. And then Robin and Willie are in Mandex, which is a cover band, and they uh, they do all like like. Van Halen and all the, you know, spandex-wearing bands, like, uh, what am I thinking of? Who are some of those dudes? They probably do Twisted Sister, I'm thinking. They gotta do Motley Crue. Um, but these are some of the dudes who are working along with us. Our tour we picked up at Viper Room. Chris has been on tour with uh, with Fishbone, uh, uh, Steel Pulse, all kinds of other folks. And it's so crazy because Chris, I ended up finding out that Chris, I think, was with Fishbone around the time when I had very first ever seen Fishbone in Chicago. Wow. Uh, not not Chicago, at Milwaukee Fest. And uh, he was doing sound for those guys. God, there, there's just so much magic that just follows this, 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 this band around over and over again, over and over again. I mean, there are people who are going to come out and see our Queen Mary show. And then come out the day after that to see the show after that. The, oh, day, like the, the day right after that. Yeah. Oh, my God. The whiskey. Yeah. Sold out. Dude. Queen Mary show and then the freaking whiskey. The whiskey sold out. God, man. And then I found out that these, these ladies that I've been talking to from Final Draft, thank God I decided to approach them in 2016, Final Draft for uh, Kapow. I come to find out. I, I tell this one. Uh, I tell the ladies, I go, oh, yeah, if you can't, if, you know, if you can't make it out to the Kapow, Maybe I could, you know, get you on a, on a list for, for Yachtly Crew. I'm in this Yacht Rock band. 
The one lady goes, oh my gosh, you're in Yachtly Crew. My friends and I were supposed to come out and no see you guys way. play a few months ago. No I wasn't able to go. And I'm thinking, what the hell? You know who, you know who we are? This yeah. is crazy. Man, I, I love just, those stories. Oh my God. I love it just blows stories. me yeah. away. This stuff just keeps happening and happening. It's like, it just never stops. And I, 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 I never want it to stop. I want it to just keep rocking and rolling. And it's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier and crazier, especially since we got, we got, uh, I mean, the fact that Jim Belushi came out to see us play, the fact that Baba Booey himself came out That's right. to see us play, Stern and show. Baba Booey was up on stage. I mean, it's like, if, if I had, if we had said to Chaz, like, hey, Chaz, guess what? You know what? I bet you the original Baba Booey, who you were inspired to make your name by, will come out and see the show. Yeah, right. That'll never, ever happen. Yeah, right. I mean, what do you think the odds of that ever would ever be of happening? Well, it happened. Yeah. It happened. We beat the odds. Beat the odds. We've beat the odds, and I'm putting that in the air quotes, tons, tons, tons of times. It's like, it's, it's no air different quotes. than winning a lottery. It's no different than winning a lottery. Look at the odds of something like that happening. So Chaz was a huge, you know, Howard Stern fan. He goes, oh, I'm going to name my, my guy Baba Booey. I love Baba Booey. If I said to Chaz, hey, guess what? Baba Booey's going to come out and see you play. Chaz would say, no way. And I'd say, why would you say no way? Oh, because the odds of that happening are... Well, you know, this is something that I'm curious about. Like, so the, the amount of resistance that someone has to something great happening in their favor... Because a lot of people just right off the bat, they got, they got resistance because they don't want to get their hopes up. So they just start out right, out right away with resistance. A lot of times that ties in with the philosophy of um, hope for the best, expect the worst. A lot of times it, it, it ties in with it. So right out of the, straight out of the gate, people are ex- expecting things to not work in their favor. They're expecting to not w- work in their favor. But see, and then, and, and what's so crazy is that when when things do work in their favor, they're not very impressed by it. They're not really excited by it. So, would it be interesting if, like, the amount of resistance that a person has to something extraordinary happening in their life was equal to the amount of enthusiasm they had when that rare thing comes to play? Like if 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 that if the enthusiasm equaled the resistance, I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Just how ecstatic people would be. <coughs> There's such potential there for 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 enthusiasm for ex, you know being ecstatic, excited. So intriguing, so intriguing when you think about it. Anyway, it's really late. We gotta get up really early in the morning. So, thank you so much for hanging out and listening. I'll probably uh, add another little extra thing to this, and uh, that'll be it. So today is March sixth. We are out here in. Huh? What year was his birthday? Oh, I'm not certain. I just discovered that Mickey Dolan's birthday is today. And um, and Yachtly Crew, oh, John Garside told me about that, the guy who did Max Neptune. And also Forgotten Tales. You can hear him on some of the podcasts. He told me today's 
um, Mickey Dolan's birthday. And what's completely significant about this is the fact that I saw Mickey Dolan's perform at the Marquee Theater, and I thought, I, and when I saw him perform, and I thought, okay, someday Yachtly Crew is going to play on that stage. And sure enough, here we are tonight. We're going to be playing on the same stage that I saw Mickey Dolan's. And on top of that, today just so happens to be his birthday. Today's actually Mickey Dolan's birthday. So that's just blowing my mind, the fact that that we're um, playing at the Marquee tonight. Just crazy. We just got done playing for Fox. For Fox uh, Channel? Not sure. It was a morning show. We played on there. We played a couple of songs. We played Lowdown. Do you guys remember the name or, or the, the news station number? It was Fox, but what was it? 10? Fox 10. 10. Fox, Fox 10. Fox 10 Phoenix. Fox that's 10 Fox Phoenix. 10 Phoenix. And um, out here they should spell Fox P-H-O-X, but that's just my humble opinion. Because of... I mean, but what do I know? What do I know? I, is, are you saying that because they pronounce P-H-O-E-N-X? Yeah. Fuh? Fuh? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fox. So, uh, yeah, we're now about to find a place to sit. And uh, I, I'm just blown away. I'm just absolutely blown away that this is this whole thing is coming together in a way that it is. It's just astounding. Thank you. You're welcome. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. <coughs> oh, we got both of these boots. <coughs> it's absolutely astounding. Um, thank you to all of the contributions on this channel. And uh, if you want to be featured on this podcast, you can email inspiratorprojecto at gmail.com. Email me your audio. Or if you want to call the hotline, it'll go straight to the voicemail. <clears throat> it'll go straight to the voicemail. Call 561-203-9179 or, and I will include it on this show. All right? I will include it on this show. Thank you for listening. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto.